It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Go Birds Pod number 20. Shit, is it 25? I don't know. Let's go with that and say we're right. Yeah. 25? I think it's, 24 was the last well, one. We I do mean, a lot of preparation It's for August show. 25th, so it's probably 25. Uh, October, think, not August. Holy <laughs> shit, what is wrong? The funny <laughs> this is what happens when you're about to have a and baby. And the funny thing, too, is that September 25th is actually my birthday, so the fact that I would there just skip a month and go back to August, even weirder. And while we're talking birthdays, shout out to Sarah Barchard, my sister-in-law, turned 40 today. Congratulations to her. Sarah! Although she wussed out on getting a tattoo. More on that later. Uh, but James Seltzer, John Barchard here with you for the Go Birds pod. ESP is in London. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. In fact, I've already talked to him. James hasn't talked I to him. Know. We're going to travel back in time Ho! and talk to ESP. Uh, it has got a pretty hot take about London. Too, I can't wait for that. I hear there might be a little Cockney <laughs> talk in there as well. A um, little Cockney. A bit. A, a bit. bit of Cockney talk. Uh, it's it, probably, uh, I apologize to all our UK listeners yes, already. Yes. So, so, I mean, actually, the great Neil Dutton, who has been on This Week yes. in Fantasy with me before, I actually Neil. talked to him about this. I was like, why can British people do a perfect American accent whenever they want, and not a single American can nail a British accent? It's just because it's all over the place. It's what actually, it is. They're doing, you know, they're doing a London accent when they should be, or a, or a Cockney accent when they should be doing, you know, whatever. And people love, don't really know. I love the old TV show gimmick when people be like, "Ah, oh, you're from Hampshire, aren't you?" Yeah. <laughs> like I can tell by your dialect. Oh, you're from Shropshire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big My Fair Lady guy, John. If, oh no. If the listeners are very good, maybe I'll sing a little later in the maybe show. Maybe we will, but maybe I'm gonna. Uh, they might not like me after this, so I just uh-uh. want to just uh-uh. a, just a fair warning. Hang in here. for the singing. How about that? Yeah, uh, and we took a, a temperature on everybody's takes on just how everybody's feeling. I know it's been a tough week, right? I mean, we were frustrated after the post game show, rightfully so. If you want to hang on to it for a little longer, that's fine. That's we, just we cursed a lot. We did a lot I, of cursing. We I I let it go at least with. How I felt about the game. Now, I will say, I think it got a little more ramped up on the Twitter.com, and just as a rule, fucking never tweet. It's just, it's just, the, it's it's better. James follows that rule. It's my life motto, John. That's how I roll, man. <laughs> just, That's how I roll. 
Never tweet. And this is this is uh, uh, we had somebody uh, reply to the at Go Birds pod. Uh, by the way, said if if they lose, like what, what? How are you feeling about going into London? Well, if they lose this one, I'm cutting off my hog, and that actually made me chuckle. Like, I, it's good. I, 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 as long as creative. he's not serious, yeah, it's a great yeah. one. Don't no one cut off hogs. Don't no one cut off vajays. No one cut off don't anything. Cut off anything. Don't, yeah, it's not, no stay fingers, away from that. No toes. None of it. It's it's not that serious. But guys. I but I will say, uh, if we are seriously demanding another Super Bowl, which is fine, I'm not saying that you can't have that expectation. We all wanted this dynasty to to you know just finally stomp out all the all the badness of hearing about Boston. Is they're probably going to win another World Series after last night? Fuck and, Boston and, and and the Patriots dynasty and all that. We wanted to end. We wanted all that stuff to happen. But hey, listen, you know it doesn't. Eight times in the NFL. And honestly, the Patriots couldn't even start their dynasty the year after the Super Bowl because they missed the fucking playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so did the Giants after they won their first Super Bowl. The Steelers. And the Steelers and all of these other teams. It's hard. It's incredibly hard. It doesn't mean that that dynasty still can't happen. 2019 actually just happens to be very important. There's about 10 picks that I heard that they're guesstimating in-house. So there are things to do it. But if we are demanding all these things, we have not become fucking better fans at all. And I'm tired of fucking listening to it and seeing it and hearing it. Now, I know that it's Twitter and it's only a part of the audience. It could be uh, a robot. It could be uh, somebody with 20 different accounts or a grandmother with a dildo in her hand yelling things at people. It doesn't matter. It's a small percentage of the fan base. I don't know why I went there, but I did. It was, okay? a, it was a weird reference. It was weird, but I, I just... I. I'm just, I'm mad. I'm so I, all mad. All I can think about is a grandma with a dildo <laughs> in her hand. That's your fault, John. You did that to me. I did. I did that. But if we are seriously going back into the well of what is going to fix this team, and we constantly go back into the same names that we've been saying before the Eagles won a Super Bowl, why don't they just go get LaShawn McCoy? Why don't they just go get Deshaun Jackson? Why don't they just A, B, and C? It's the same name players since forever. Since forever. So if we are really demanding all of this, and I don't care. I don't care if you're more on the offense or the defense or the blame or it's the whole team or it's Doug Peterson. Listen, we know it's all of them. But if we can't recognize even the simplest things, that Mike Wallace going down is a big deal. It's a big deal. And you're going, John, come on. There is... Mike Wallace is not that great of a wide receiver. Maybe he's not, but he we know that in his career he's been more productive than Torrey Smith. And we don't know what was going to happen with Matt Collins, but the guys that did replace those guys suck. Aiken stinks. They left him. Jordan Matthews stinks. Sorry, DSP. It's just the truth. Not sorry. He's not, he's not there. And on top of the guys that were already here, Nelson Aguilar has regressed. Like There are many, many things of why this team is not where it is. Some of them uh, are unfortunate. Some you can't help, and some are to blame, like Nelson Aguilar. Like, you know, I like what can you really say? Jay Ajayi went down. That fucked up everything. It screwed up a, a ton of different things. And right now, as we heard the Inside the Birds guys say, the Eagles have been incredibly active on the phones. They're trying to improve their team in any way they can. In fact, being in on Amari Cooper this week, which I would have been mad at if they actually went down and got that second round pick. So I'm glad that Dallas stepped up to the plate. They are trying to make things better. And sometimes you just can't because James NFL teams are in contention. They don't want to give it up and they have jobs on the line. So here we are. I just think they should go get Deshaun Jackson, John. That's, you know, I think that's my take today. Bye, everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, I, look, here's the thing. 
here's the thing. And I get it. And I love that Eagles fans live and die with this team. It's part of our identity. It's part of who we are. But at the same time, I heard so many fucking people say, just one Super Bowl before I die. I'll never criticize him again. I'll give him a 10-year break, whatever it is. And I'm fine with not doing that. Like, I don't think you should give a team 10 years off if they win a Super Bowl. But you can give them a year. You can give them a little bit of a grace period where you can still, like John said, we were furious on Sunday after that game. Listen to the podcast. We're yelling. We're cursing. We didn't even want to do the podcast. But that doesn't mean that we can't have a touch of perspective here. The ability to step back and say, yeah, Doug's not doing as great as he did last year. How he left some holes on this team that injuries have have shown the lack of depth at spots. But you know what? Those fucking guys won us a Super Bowl last year. Give them a touch. Just a, just a skosh of a little Ooh, bit of skosh. perspective. Thank you, sir. Uh, a, a little perspective here. And again, I'm not saying not to criticize or not to want them to win or whatever. I'm just saying we have to have a touch of perspective here. And, and again, even more so, how about having perspective on the fact that just as a human thing that... These guys played into February. These guys achieved the ultimate high that they have worked their whole lives and whole careers for. Like, it is only human to maybe not be able to ratchet it up the same way as quickly, to take time to get back to where you want to be. It is a human thing. Like, I get that we want them to be these robots, these automatons that go out and be gladiators for us every Sunday. But at the same time, again, while it's okay, I'm not saying excuse poor play or, or people shouldn't care, whatever. I'm just saying perspective, John. We just need a little perspective. Yeah, and this is just like I... It is not about like, hey, support the team, you know, because we all support the team, whether it's negative or positive, just like James is saying. It's not it's not a let's be more homerish. Right. And it's all, look, it's, it's not that we don't be better. I'm just saying be better. Well, and the what point is, like, it's better to be, you know, like you said, it's better to be upset than apathetic and to not care. Like, it's good that people care. It's just, man, it's gotten toxic quick with this team and and I I just I thought that we would be able to just a little bit our whole identity was wrapped up in winning a Super Bowl was all we ever cared about our whole lives and we fucking did it we won the Super Bowl it was the greatest night of all of our lives we are the reigning champions and have shoved in everyone's face and we've done our victory dances like just remember that like just a bit of it. And again, I, th- people get so mad when you're like, oh, well, you, I think they deserve a bit oh, of a Oh, you're pet. soft. You're, you're <laughs> soft. You're not a fan. Like, fuck <laughs> that, man. I'm just a human being who is grateful that those guys did something for me that I wanted my whole life, and I'm willing to give them just a little bit of leeway to get back. Because I still believe that, like you said, John, if you look at the history of teams that win their first Super Bowl, they aren't as good the year after. It is, it is natural. I still believe in this infrastructure long term and this is the thing i don't understand either and uh, it's something i'm going to bring up after we talk to elliot too but certainly uh three and four it doesn't look good it doesn't feel good it doesn't seem right but i mean again i know and this is cutting through the numbers this is looking at tape this is seeing what it is they are still the most talented team in the division still Still, despite all of the things that happen, even though Amari Cooper's in I would in say Dallas, handily, John. Handily. From front to back, it, it, it just is. And they have the best quarterback in the division. 
That is not a debate. Handily, that is just again. A, that is just a factual statement. So, it, yes, I want to. And I'm going to even say this. At three and five, if they somehow fuck this up and lose this game in London, because I, we all know that's very possible. Well, I mean, look, it's the London Jaguars. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to win, they but it's not crazy to think that Blake Bortles will play well in London. He does it all the time. If they can, again, the second half of the season is where it's and you're going John then you're expecting them to go uh I think they have to go like nine, 7 and yeah, 1 seven the rest and one of the way say, yeah. <laughs> or something like that so yeah or I, 6 and 2 to 9 and 7 to win the division something. or something it depends look they got to they got to win but the division games division. That's they, still they just got to beat their division right? games that's it if they win their if they win their division games they're good Chip in a chair. That's all we said. And we knew that was going to happen. And if you didn't know that was going to happen, it's fucking on you. And you, weren't, on and you, you. weren't listening to you John Barchard say it. Eight trillion. All you attention. said. Slow start. Slow start. Slow start. Hey, guys, be right. I can't. You're I gonna, almost gonna, wanted to punch you in the face because all you kept saying was slow. I'm like, I got you, bro. <laughs> clenching. Clenching. I said clenching butts, too. You did. You're going to clench your butt through every single game on this schedule. So I'm still. I'm still. It's not an optimistic thing. It's just I still believe three and five, four and four. You are not dead. There are still room. There's still room for Howie to go make a move if he, if it ends up coming. I don't know what it is at this point. I tell you what. What we're gonna do is we're gonna travel back in time real quick, and we're gonna talk to <laughs> Elliot Shore Parks and get his perspective on this stuff too. Because you want to know what's going on in London. Plus, you have to pay attention because we are having a little contest with him. So let's go talk to Elliot. Yeah, with his girlfriend, too, uh, while he's Ooh. hanging out in London uh, for the birds. Ah, uh, yes, the beautiful music means that we are checking in with the one and the only Mr. Elliot Shore Parks from 94WIP.com, where you can read all this fun stuff at 94WIP.com slash go birds. Uh, what is London like this evening, sir? Because we're playing with now. I don't like the five hour time difference. This is not this is not great, Elliot. It's not helping me out, really. Yeah, I was going to say I'm five hours ahead, and Howie still hasn't made a trade. So I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when that happens. But the funny part about being five hours ahead is, so we're recording this. It's like roughly ten o'clock here, about five o'clock there. Like, I'm almost scared to go to bed because if I fall asleep at ten o'clock here, like there's still four or five hours where Howie could do something, and I'll be sleeping for it, which would obviously be devastating. So the good news is, sooner or later, the Eagles will be here. They're flying out uh, Thursday night. Um, and I'll just tell you, man, like from my experience last night, I flew out Wednesday night, I left around 10 or 11. So they're leaving a little earlier than me. But um, man, like that overnight flight into the next day without kind of getting like an extended amount of sleep in a real bed, like is extremely rough. Like I'm definitely feeling it today. And that's what the Eagles are going to do. They're going to fly out Thursday. They're basically, I get, I'm sure they'll get like an hour or two in the hotel, but then they're going right into the normal Friday schedule. So <laughs> I just can't even imagine because I'm so you're saying and I can <laughs> <laughs> the B writer we need is going to be asleep is is basically what you're saying. Yeah, anything. basically, yeah. The the most important game and period of the team for the season and the the, the B writer you need is going to be sleeping. But I uh, I do think like this adjustment to London plays a factor in the game. Like having now oh, done it, it the flight coming yeah. over here, like you know, I don't think this is just a regular a, a road game. And the Jaguars getting that advantage of having done it the last at least three years, right, if not more. Um, it's a huge adv- – I mean, I think it's a huge advantage because they're used to doing it. They're used to what it feels like. They they have the experience of knowing how to handle it, even just the organizational, you know, from their standpoint of how to schedule everything. Um, so I think it's a big advantage now that I'm actually over here. 
and what is uh what is the what, what's your sense of of everybody uh, kind of being in London I know they had some locker room stuff today I know they were kind of bounced around with practice like what is what are the what's the facility like where they're at and what's the what's kind of the mood right now yeah, so uh, like you said, they're flying out today. I, I, I got in the day before they did. So on Friday, they'll have their first Oh, they're flying out. They're here. not even there. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's my my dumb idiot thing. For, so where right. are they going to be practicing <laughs> then? Yeah. So they're practicing at some place called like the Irish Football Center or something like that. It's kind of like, uh, seems like it's like 45 minutes west of kind of central London. Um, and so we'll see tomorrow what that's going to be like. Uh, and like I, like I said, they're basically, Doug said they're staying on as close as they can to kind of like East coast time in a way. So they'll probably, I would guess if they leave at seven on Thursday, they'll probably get into London around like, let's see, seven hours, maybe like five or six in the morning, something like that. A little, a little later. Um, and then they'll practice. We see them at two o'clock and then we talk to them after practice as well as well as four. And then they'll have all day Saturday to really relax. Um, kickoff is one thirty this time so for all everyone listening back in philly around nine i think it's nine thirty in the morning there yes yeah um they'll have like three or four they'll have like two or two or three days to kind of adjust their body before kickoff uh, on sunday okay that makes uh that makes a, li- a little bit of sense there for uh for everybody that hasn't been and made the trip out and i gotta tell you man i think you right. missed out because i um uh, I was looking at the uh, apparently starter made the the all Eagles players have these special jackets and I think the swag meter at least for you would be at 100. I don't know if you need to check these you out or not, so? but I'm going to so send I you the link. <laughs> I did see them actually on Twitter. The inside, I yeah. feel like anytime you got a jacket and you can open it, the inside is decked out. That's like you're like hashtag 100 at that point. Like that is like the swag. <laughs> you need. Like my dream is to have a jacket like that. Like. uh even Jake Elliott has a um, like a Kelly Green kind of blazer on the inside. Has all these pictures of him kicking from his rookie year, and I'm like, he might have been able to beat me in a forty, as I told him on Twitter. But the swag there is uh, it's impressive. Yeah, it is. It's pretty great, and it's 150 bucks on the starter website. So um, I guess I can say goodbye to part of my paycheck as we go I in. Gonna but say, I was going to say that's just pricey enough where you have to consider it. But I feel like it's yes. probably worth it. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, now, have your how's your cogni? Is it um, are you getting at least some of the slang down? I know it's it's in London, but uh, which is completely different. But I, I figured I'd test some of your knowledge to make sure that you you know oh what people God. are talking about when they're out there. So uh, I'm not like, even good with the American with like American slang. So all right, let's yeah. hear it. So if I say I'm going for a Steffi, you know what that means? Going for a scuffy? You said uh, a Steffi. I'm going for a Steffi, like Steffi Graf. Yeah. No, like a fight. And now you're going for a bath, Steffi Graf bath. <laughs> All right. So All right. We're, we are off to a great start. Yes. So let's go with. Uh, uh, oh, I, I mean something that you're gonna probably need while you're down there. Can I buy you a pig? I mean, maybe some type of alcoholic beverage. It is. It is. Can I buy you a pig? Is a beer, a pig's ear, a beer. Okay. So it's just you know we're we're all uh, we're, we're and I even I, I texted this to or I, I tweeted this to you while you were enjoying some tea in London. But shoot the crow, mate. So based off of the context, I mean, like like a debate, like you know maybe like a, a good take, bad take debate type of situation. Could be. It could be. No, but it means could to be. go. Shoot the gro- shoot the crow. Go. 
you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's down, time I'm to definitely gonna have to drop these all tomorrow at the players <laughs> when I talk to them. <laughs> it's it's basically <laughs> that. I mean, the the great thing about Cogni is you just got to think of the rhyme that that you know is is kind of next to it. And you're gonna need the right. full context. Like if you're, you're Winona Ryder, for instance, Winona Ryder cider. Can I get two point, pints of Winona, please? See, I mean, there's okay. just like yeah. it's just on and on. I, that's why I love it so much, and the accent's pretty I'm, good too. But uh, should do something with yeah. it. Having having three hours of sleep probably didn't help in that, but overall, not not a great showing <laughs> by me. Hopefully, the Eagles can do better on Sunday than I I just did uh, right now. Um, I uh, I I I think that we all kind of have the same kind of feel going into this week, and you've even said this long before, like with the, the Vikings and you know the, the yeah. Eagles season here, but. I mean, the overall mood seems really down on on this, and uh, it's not going to get any better at three and five. But uh, four and four going into the bye, I don't know. I guess the question that we should be asking is like, is this team a contender in any way right now? So this is kind of your line that you've been using, but I guess you can make the argument that they're a contender as long as they're in the playoffs. Because at the end of the day, even though, I mean, there are the, you know, the, the legitimate Carson clutch debate, that type of thing. But, like, at the end of the day, I just think if I'm any of the other playoff teams, the Eagles are probably the team I least want to play. Like, if I'm the Rams, I don't want to open up my playoff schedule with the Eagles coming to L.A. If I'm New Orleans, I don't want to play the Eagles. Like, so I think in that regard, if the Eagles can just get in the playoffs, I do think they're a legitimate contender. Now, the question you have to ask is, like, Will they get in the playoffs? And I think I, I think this was um, on on Bleeding Green Nation. I could be wrong, but something like only eighteen percent of teams that start three and four end up making the playoffs. So yeah, I think it was nineteen nineteen percent. I think is what we yeah, uh, figured 19%. out last week. Yeah, yeah, nineteen percent. So I mean, just from a mathematical standpoint, you'd have to say they're they're probably not contenders. Um, and I actually don't think they're going to win this week. Like I'm I'm not picking them. So at three and five, I mean. Like, I just can't completely write them off just because of the division. But I think, like, the signs are starting to show themselves of a team that after seven weeks into the season just just doesn't have it. They just don't. Like, they, they, don't, they don't win the close games. They, uh, they don't score enough. I mean, we've had, you know, we agree on it, but we've had this debate back and forth about the offense and the defense. So I just think that there's enough signs now of saying this just isn't their year. Um, but, you know, I think 19% is actually probably the right number in terms of what percentage I would give them of being a legitimate contender. Yeah, which is probably going to lead us into a different another conversation once once James actually shows up, ESP. You know, he's just you know, too big, too big time for us now. But uh, I, I do <laughs> believe that there is probably a discussion to be had then about whether or not you even bother making a trade. Um, you know, heading into next week, if you're not for at least four and four. So, uh ESP, we appreciate it, man. We hope that London treats you well. And, uh, you know, if you uh, let's make a game. If you find ESP, then do something with it, right? And we'll try and send you a T-shirt. Are we still trying to do that? Yeah, that's right. So I got, I'll tweet it out. Um, obviously, if you listen to the pod, you follow me on Twitter because nobody would not follow me on Twitter. But I will tweet out a picture of the GoBird shirt. If you find me in London, I'll drop a little cute, little, some clues where I'll be. Come find me. Give me a take. Take a picture, and I'll send you a free GoBird shirt. Well, that's a that's a pretty good deal for that. So at Go Birds Pod and obviously at Elliot Shore Parks for all the coverage that's I, going on. Can I drop a uh, Can I drop a hot take on? Uh, on oh, London please do, please do, dude. Like, yo, London, get some fucking street signs on your streets. <laughs> like, I'm walking around. There's no street signs. Like the intersections. Like, 
I have to just basically look at Google Maps to figure out where I'm going. I'm already not good at directions. Like, just put some fucking street signs at the corner. It'll help everybody see, out. So you're, that is you're my initial it. message. <laughs> you're blaming London for your own bad directions already. Just want to point that out there. Yeah. Also, <laughs> follow up. Their There's fault. no. There is literally no street signs in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. So I, I you know, I, we can't. We we got to take care of our own first before we start blaming other countries. Yeah, but like, does really like does middle PA kind of even count? I mean, come on. Not, I'm, not even talk, I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about middle PA. I'm talking about Westchester. I'm talking about Bucks County, uh, Delaware County. No one believes in signs or streetlights in Pennsylvania. Well, wait, let me tell so. you this though. So I don't know if you've ever been over in London or not, but like, uh, there are significantly less street signs in London than there are in those areas you just listed. Like, there's, oh, wow. there's just All literally right, none. Then. There's none. I've not seen one, and I walked around for like two hours today. <laughs> well, be safe out there and don't, you know. All right. uh, yeah, because you got your girlfriend too. You got to protect. So don't go down the wrong street in London. You know yeah, what they say just, about y- that. She just yelled at me that I'm not good at directions <laughs> anyway. So that matter, <laughs> well, she's right. She's absolutely right. ESP, enjoy the time yeah, in London. Right. We'll see you back in the States soon. All right. Talk to you later, man. So that's something that I, I want. Well, first of all, we've been we've been teasing the, the Cockney, the Cockney for for no a while. Cockney accent. So if I, yeah, I was because you didn't hear the interview, but I was, if I say shoot the crow, you know what that means, right? No. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. Everybody, no. so shoot the crow, go. You got to go. It's Give me another go. one. Give me another one. I don't know. Uh, no, shoot the crow. Steffi Graf. Tennis player, married to Andre Agassi. Very yeah. true. Nailed it. But also means Beth. You know, <laughs> really? Steffi Kraft. Everything. We call rhymes. that a Joe DeCamera in America. <laughs> <laughs> you, should bring, you should actually probably That's bring that up good. tomorrow. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So what, what I left off there was, uh, I, it's time for a good take, bad take. And this is something that I've seen pretty much all week. I actually don't know where we stand on this. Yeah, we usually talk about the good take, bad take. We're, I have no idea where you're going right gonna now. I'm just going to throw it into the pool here. I like this. One trade will not make a difference for the Eagles season outlook. One trade. That means even if it's a Le'Veon Bell or let's just even pretend like it was Patrick Peterson and that had a chance, or if it was a wide receiver or a DB or something, one move will not make a difference for this Eagles team getting into the playoffs. I think it's a bad take, John. I think that one move, look, again, they. I think the point of the take is they have more holes than one hole, and I think that's very clear. I do think, though, that as we discussed before, and again, it's not necessarily just an optimism thing, it's that I believe the Eagles are better than the teams in the division. I believe that watching what I've seen Doug Peterson do, what I know that man can do, what I know Carson Wentz can do, I believe that this team can go on the road and win in the playoffs. Like I think that is a, a realistic possibility. Obviously, they won't be favorites. You wouldn't bet on them or whatever, but I'm, I don't think the season is over regardless because I believe in those guys and I believe they can pull it together when it matters. How many 9-7 and seven teams have we seen go to the fucking Super Bowl? I mean, the, you know, or wild card teams. It's it happen- happened. It happens. It, it's happened. Obviously, not the last few years, but the Giants twice, the Packers, we've seen lower seeds win the Super Bowl. And again, I, so my point being that Anything you add to this team, I think, can help that. And again, they're not the favorites. I'm not saying I'd take them over the Rams or whatever, but I think any move you make to bolster this team, even if it's just one move, will help something that I already still am not out on. Do you have to, does it have to be a long term move, though, for you if they do do that? Uh, so, look, I mean, it, so you're going to say good take, I'm assuming, that you uh, think one trade will not? I, I, no, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to actually say it's a, it's not just a bad take. It's a horrendous yes. take. It's a horrendous take because what people don't put into account with these things, I mentioned before earlier, but I'm going to say it again, 
if you have weapons, a brand new thing that is an upgrade over what you currently have, offensively, defensively, and then you're getting more help off of IR. You know, uh, Adam Kaplan had mentioned that Darren Sproles will at least practice after London. That's a good sign. That's All a right. thing. That's a thing. All right. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> I don't know if that means he plays, but I mean, Adam knows, we'll what, Adam knows what he's talking about, so I believe that so that's we'll going to happen. Until Darren Sproles is on a football field in a game, <laughs> I will not believe it's going to happen. Yes. But, but, I, but imagine, just, imagine just for a moment that because Jason Lockenfor has been on Howie's nutsack for how long now? It's five weeks about this. Oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, nonstop. And, and about saying, like they're the, one of the most active teams. They're going to make a move. They're, they're eyeing up moves. They might make multiple moves. All that. He's been nonstop with it. So it, let's just say let's just take him at his at face value. And that said that the uh, third round pick would indeed more than likely get the deal done with Le'Veon Bell. And we all know uh, we can have a discussion on <laughs> what, whatever it is. If a guy like Le'Veon Bell comes on this team, and then you have Mac Collins that eventually oh, gets my sick, God. or what, or it's Mike a game Wallace, changer. Or they, they, it changes everything. hundred percent. It changes everything more so than Amari uh, uh, Cooper because every Cowboys fan. Have you noticed this? Too? Way more. Have you noticed how much that Cowboys fans are now constantly trying to defend? What they just did. Oh, shocker. It's so out of character for them. <laughs> it's amazing to me that like, well, if, if he works out, then it's okay. And they're doing one-to-one comparisons on, well, you were going to take a wide receiver in the first round. You're like, no, idiot. It's awesome. If, if, if that doesn't work out for you, it changes everything. And you also have to pay the guy. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like a, a completely different situation. Or, or what, if it, what if it does work out and Dak still sucks? Ooh, then you're going like, buddy. oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have taken a quarterback. It changes a lot of things. That's a major, major risk. And, and that's not what the Eagles are in right now. They don't have – I mean, you can say you can say they have an extra second-round pick with, with Baltimore. You can, like – I, I, that's what I'm saying, and I've argued that to all along. If you were going to make an impact somewhere, I mean, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell to me is still the guy. That's not really the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is if they do, and if it is multiple, like you're saying, if it's not just one move, if it's a couple of different moves, that they and they should be, they have to be. For I, I've, I've changed my mind completely on what how I feel about it. Even if they're four and four or three and five, I don't care. They need to do something because, like we said, the division is still in the, in the grasp here. It's a different season in the second half of the season. I actually think I would be really upset if they didn't do anything, no matter win or loss of what's coming uh, on uh, on Sunday here. It's interesting because I think there are a lot of people who are starting to veer that other way. I know John Marks is someone who said, don't make any trades at all because they're not good enough anyway. Don't give up draft capital. I'm with you, John. I, like, I don't know if I would say I'd be like, Angry. I'll be angry, but I, I won't be happy with it. I, I think that, and, and I think that Howie will make a move. I don't know how high level a move it'll be. I think I don't think he's going to get had in any sort of thing where he's going to give up more, like a I don't know, like a first for Amari fucking Cooper or something like that. But I do think that I think he's going to do something, and I agree with you. I think they need to do something, anything you can bring in to help these types of positions in need. As we discussed, to say that this team isn't good enough, has anyone else watched the rest of the NFL this season? It's been. Everyone Bad. sucks, man. Like, yeah, the Rams are the Rams are pretty good for the most part, but even they have had some tough games. The Chiefs, that offense is great. That defense is dog shit. Like, there are no great teams in the NFL this year. There is no one who you feel like you can't beat on any given day. And that's the other thing about the Eagles' record and where they're at. I mean, it's not like they're getting their asses kicked. It's not like they're the Arizona Cardinals out there. Like, mm-hmm. they've been in every game. And, yes, how they lost that last one was brutal, but – 
they played well enough to win for the majority of the game. The point being that they can hang with with good teams, with the good teams out there. I, I just think I think it is so crazy to give up on this season already. To say nah, pack it in, we're done. We don't need to do anything to make this team yeah, better. I think that's Especially crazy. when when there are guys, even if like depending on how he does, we talked about Le'Veon, but there are other deals out there where you can get someone to help this team for a fifth, for a six, whatever. I mean, are you kidding me? Like yeah. that, who who would not do that? That fifth round pick so valuable to you? Like, come on, man, come on. I would say, and and this is uh, great because uh, Brian Seville actually asks, who are some dark horse candidates that haven't been mentioned? You think the Eagles might trade for in what you would give them? Here's a name that I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how they view him. I know how Hugh Jackson views this guy, but like, if you're looking for a lower ish to like, why why not? See Duke, what Duke Johnson Duke, is going on. Like, they they're just, not using him. And they just paid him. It's a really strange situation. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why they don't use Duke Johnson. He's a really talented guy. He actually would fit what the Eagles need well. Obviously, you're looking for someone who can run as well. But, yeah, Duke's a weapon. He can line him up in the slide. He can line him up, you know, as a wide receiver. He coming out of the backfield. Duke's a nice player. He can pick up the pass block, all that type of stuff. Yeah, I don't know why they're not using him. I think the fact that he just signed the contract makes it a little more... I'm not sure what he what they signed him for. I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like he did okay, um, yeah, but I, I I'm sure it it's something they dramatic. can massage. And yeah. yeah, and that's another interesting part too. Is like you said, you mentioned this before, but the idea that everyone just thinks like if you're making a trade, it's just for the season. Like no, like you could like they did with Jay Ajayi, give up a fourth for a guy you can get for two years or something. Like that's a possible trade too. It's not just like you're giving up draft capital for just this year too. There are ways to hedge all that type of stuff. Uh, Joe P116, man, this is, you know, it's funny. I read this originally and I go, what a terrible take. And then I was like, you know what? It started, started Unfortunately, seeping in I on think, you. I think he's right. What would the market for Nelson Aguilar be next year with the way he's been used so far? Jordan Matthews could step in and probably outplay him from the season. I go, that's ridiculous. Ooh, man, no, that's ridiculous. I look. I don't know about outplay, but just in terms of this year, well, yes, Jordan been, Matthews yeah. has kind of. I mean, yes and no, but yeah. look, I know what you're saying. I get the the idea of the the comment. Um, I just don't look. I don't. Aguilera has to get paid coming up. Like, I don't know if he has like that type of value in the sense of what. And again, like. We're not looking to trade away assets. We know yeah. that Nelson Aguilar can be good. We've seen him be good. I still believe in that, dude. I think just he, he means just, few... just what, what what they would sign him for the next season. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's an interesting discussion. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting discussion. I mean, that's going to be dependent upon what other people offer. I th look, I think the, the year that Nelson, Nelson Aguilar is having this year is hurting his value, which Definitely. makes it easier to re-sign. So... I, I think I think it's too early to say on that. I think he's uh I think he's like if I had to make, again, if I had, it, if I had to come up with just like an arbitrary number out of my head. Seven million. I was gonna say like eight to ten a year, like Somewhere Paul Richardson type money, whatever. Um, regardless, the, uh, to the the point, the heart of the point. If you did like fuck Jordan Matthews, get a better slot receiver, like draft somebody, whatever. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. Like if you're gonna get rid, if you're not gonna resign Nelson Aguilar, don't just think, oh, J Matt. Like J Matt's not here long term. That's not the plan. Or at least look, they didn't sign him to a longer term deal. Uh, he's got a follow up to that too. He goes, well, uh, what's going on with Razul Douglas? By the way, he's not. Good Not question. playing corner nor safety. He can't be any worse than Jalen Mills, can he? Well, yeah, buddy. Here's the thing. I love Razul Douglas. I'll always love Razul Douglas. Always have, I believe. He's the best shit talker on the field. I think his skill set coming out of West Virginia is exactly what 
this secondary needed. However, I just don't think that he and Jim Schwartz's scheme, and I know people go, well, they should change the scheme. Uh, but it, it it's not it's not for him like him him yeah. especially playing off coverage is bad. And I also love the idea of like Jim Schwartz has been doing this the same way for twenty years. Like <laughs> change your scheme now, bro. Like he is what he no. is. Like like him or hate him. Yeah. Like Jim Schwartz is not just gonna fucking change his scheme. Like that's not who he is. Jalen Mills is a m- much better corner than Rizal Douglas. It's not close. And he's not anywhere close to to Darby and it's just that that's why and the reason and he why can't play in the slot and, that's the real issue if he could play in the slot you'd see him and I feel like two guys that resemble us that sound like us that have been saying this t- t- too long he can't play safety guys and Jim Schwartz confirmed that during his press conference this week he just went he's a corner he's not a safety and our eyes tell us that his body motions tell us that it's just it's unfortunate Un- tag you're it you're the new Eric Rowe that's that's I, I think what's happening there. Sorry, Rizal. I, I hope that's not true. I just yeah, I just don't see that happening. So uh, if you have any questions at any time, you can always tweet us at GoBirdsPod. Or if you're not on the Twitter.com, GoBirdsPod at gmail.com. And we'll be doing uh, our breakdowns and also our score predictions on uh, on the Saturday show from uh, 1 to 3. And, of course, the Inside the Birds gang will be there from 3 to 4 to kind of catch you up on everything that's going on there. But, um, uh, James, just heading into this because – I guess we'll kind of preview the game, even though I don't think no one cares, right? No, there's, just, I mean, there's nothing to preview. Look, I, but, I mean, but but here's what I will say, and this is the other thing that's been kind of creeping up here, which I, uh, I mean, I'm sure that Jack Fritz and the Counterpoint Podcast will have a completely different opinion of this. But Malcolm Jenkins basically calling Blake Bortles out and saying, "I hated it. I love really. The, I lo- look, I love the thought of what he's doing. Right. I I agree with him. I think Colin Kaepernick it's not is, untrue. Colin either. Kaepernick is being blackballed. I think I don't think sure. that. all you have to look at is the the Tom Savages and the fucking Cody Kessler's and all the the string of Cody shitty, Kessler, who's might be uh, shitty, starting. shitty quarterbacks who Colin Kaepernick is <laughs> yeah. better than. But I just I didn't think the way he did it was smart. Like he didn't need to like. And again, look, I don't I don't think the Jags are good enough uh, offensively where like Blake Bortles being called out is going to have the game of his life. I mean, London, that scares me more with the Blake Bortles thing. But I just didn't think there was any upside to like, why take a shot at Bortles? Like why? What's the, like, why give them some sort of motivation? Why give them anything extra when you're playing them on Sunday? Like, you know, I'm not like, I don't go over with the bulletin board stuff and I don't like, you know, whatever. But this just felt like you could say the same thing without calling out the guy you're about to go up against on Sunday and just giving him extra motivation. I, I, I have no problem with the heart of what he's saying. I just didn't like the way he did it. When Man, we should have used this for good take, bad take, because I don't care at all. Good. Call him out. You know, I know he's doing it for specifically for Kaepernick, but yep. even even it's just true. I mean, when you get be- when when a team considers a short leash for right, Cody but, Kessler, but yeah, the Cody, my goodness, the is Cody that Kessler part true. of it is fair, but like the Blake Bortles part, there's more nuance to it. Like he was a third, he was the third pick in the draft. He took them to the AFC Championship game right. last year. Like like. There are better examples as to why Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed than Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is not one of the worst 30 quarterbacks in the NFL or one of the worst 25 quarterbacks in the NFL or well, whatever. That's what everybody's He's better than to sell some themselves. backups. Like, I mean, yeah. point, you know what I mean. Sure, yeah. I, I, I get it. I, I don't like, whatever. He said it. It's fine. I'm just saying I wouldn't have done it that way this week, that specific way about it. Is there any, uh, like, thing that, and that's what I keep coming back to here with, I, I mean, Call me crazy, but I really do still feel incredibly confident about this game on Sunday. I do. I just, I, I know it's different. I know they've been a bit, never been Hello. there before, but uh, I just have, like, if you, seriously, 
if this team loses to Blake Bortles in the situation where it's at. Yeah. And to the uh, Carlos Hyde and lets him run around for, you know, a, a billion yards or whatever. There is schematically how they match up defensively and offensively. There is no way that this team should be in it. It's a perfect matchup all. for them. It, I it, mean, it, by every different phase. Every metric, yep. And and sure, will Jalen Ramsey may or may not be on Zach Kurtz? I would probably put him there. I would too. Or AJ, Alshon. I mean, one of you know, one of the two, split him between the two, whatever. AJ Bouye is literally walking around in a boot, so I don't think he's going to go, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's just you're sitting here going, they should not easily, but they should win this game. Yeah. Look look, for me, literally, and it is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. My literal only fear of this game is the fact that the Jags play in London every year and they know how to do that trip. And for some reason, it seems like Blake Bortles responds. Blake Bortles responds to playing in London. Like I don't know why the dude plays well in London. I don't. But I do think that there is a little something to football players are such creatures of habit. They do the yeah. same fucking thing every week. Practice same time. This that. Like going to London is a is a change. It is a different thing. Just with the time difference and all that stuff. Like I know they play on the West Coast. It's not like that different. Like they'll be fine. But my my literal only worry is the Jags do this every year and they seem to know how to play, like how to handle the trip. That's it. You know what else, Blake? And again, Bortles, that's minor. Yeah, it is. You know what else, Blake Bortles responds to? Vodka. Ayo. Beer. So I hope you guys having a really good time in London. Enjoy yourself, Blake. Yeah. Get you fire it up, man. Hey, ESP. Take Blake Bortles. Out. Yeah, seriously, start by, find him and start buying him some drinks. Buy him some drinks. Man. I'm sure he'll be. Uh, I feel like those two guys would be peas in a pot. You know? They oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about swag and best friends. You know, the beat writers you need and the quarterbacks you need and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think they. You know, Blake Bortles has probably heard some uh, ESP like takes if, about him. I mean, if if if, you, if they can relate on on practically every level. Although I will say, can I call ESP out? Yeah, please. He, he stole my take. And now he's taking the heat. Whoa. He took my take and he's running with it. Oh, no. I have. Has anyone else? Has, I thought he was a, a true takes. Yeah, it takes as they say. But uh, I'm calling you out, Elliot. I meant to do that. I just thought What's of it the right take? now. What's the take? You got to let me know. The take is the, the offense is the problem. That's been my brand. Yeah, yeah, from the beginning. No one was saying that. No. And then all of a sudden he jumped on the bandwagon and now everybody's calling him a hot take artist. It's outrageous. I'm the fucking hot take artist. All right. You come at me. At Jack Fritz, WIP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, outside of that, hopefully, I mean, we will be, we're going to be up early at 7 o'clock in the morning at the Mayfair uh, Business. Coming uh, out, baby. Uh, actually, Factory Donuts. Uh, uh, Factory Donuts. Yes. There it is. I was at, about yeah. to, I was right at the to corner of Frankfurt and Cotman there. Uh, Art History 101 and Both amazing places. So. But we'll be wearing our Go Bird shirts from them, uh, or at least I will be. And uh, come out early. Have some donuts. Have some coffee. We'll be doing pregame. We watching some of the game there, uh, and uh, and then uh, hopefully we won't be crying in our soup or whatever we're eating afterwards at uh, noon. Any final thoughts here, James? Well, I promised before. I told my wife I would never sing on the air again after the first time I did. It. She heard it <laughs> oh, and she was God. like, "She this was is like, gonna be don't, so bad. I've don't seen do him that. Karaoke. Yeah. Don't do that." But the good thing is Emily doesn't listen to this, so we're good. Uh, she just downloads, which is you know, thank you. That's all. Thank you, for, thank you for uh, that. I'm gonna right. send her a clip. Though. Here's the question: Do I sing like actually sing the song that like is like more of a you could sing to, or do I do the Cockney accent one? I do, oh, should do I the th- Cockney I, accent. I, right? I think we have to have the Cockney. All though. I want is a room somewhere. Far away from the cold night air With one enormous chair Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? 
Lots of chocolate for me to eat. Lots of cola making lots I eat. Warm face, warm hands, warm feet. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? You're welcome, everybody. You are welcome. But after the United States, you're welcome. You're welcome to all of our wonderful, wonderful UK listeners that are out there. Uh, all right, Tommy. <laughs> oh, I bet the hair gets fucked. So that's uh, that's not even the right line from Snatch, but I'm I'm just gonna see. I'm classy. There. I got my fair lady. No biggie. You're gonna <laughs> Snatch. It's cool. Uh, well, uh, go birds as always. Hopefully, there's a win. And uh, I don't know. Let's just get out of the mud of the takes, everybody. For James Seltzer, I'm John Bartrand. This has been Go Birds. At least I think episode 25 right here on Radio.com and also. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds! and almond joys are trash right they should not be included in halloween candy they shouldn't be made <laughs> i mean shut it all down Whew, thank goodness like oh my god i mean case, if i had to choose between the two it would be neither so <laughs> you know uh, and also then follow up what is your favorite halloween candy so are we limiting because those are also like regular candies they're not just are we talking any candy or just like specific no, no. to Specifically, halloween like what did you love getting in your bucket pillowcase whatever well i love getting whoever was the beautiful souls who would give the full candy bars those were the best that people is the correct answer i mean that's it i've been searching for that all day yeah, that's the answer what the, other answer is there you go to the rich neighborhood where they're yes. handing out the full-size full butterfingers size, yes full-size snickers, snickers. full-size no brainer. But, but fuck you to the guy that serves full serves full full size Hershey bars. Yes. What are you doing? And an end of the fucking assholes who are like, here's an apple, or hey, well, like the fuck you. House. Fuck you. Get the it fuck is out. Halloween. All right, one night a year. Yeah. Give the fucking kids some candy. Um, I will give you an unpopular take though. Ooh. I like candy corn. You see, I'm. I, I don't, do. I don't. I like hate, it. I don't hate. Candy I'm not corn. someone who eats a ton, but like if there's a bowl of candy corn, I'll eat some candy corn. Yeah. I know there are a lot that that I, I it feel doesn't like, have a flavor. I feel like it's an unpopular take. I feel it like is. people hate. I like the texture of it. Much like people hate mayonnaise, they hate candy corn for really no in particular reason whatsoever. It's a great point. I'm just throwing that out. There I as don't well. hate mayonnaise. I got no problem with mayonnaise. You know what I have a problem with? Too much mayonnaise. Yes, everybody <laughs> has a problem with too much mayonnaise. Every right. single person. And I think the bigger issue is with the. Uh, vendors and people working at these stores who you say like mayo and they fucking put a mount of mayo on your thing. Yeah, I just, that's my that's problem. That's why I always have to indicate a very light strip. Yeah, you have to be please. like light, 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 light mayo. Yeah. The smart move is just have mayo. Because they just go, oh. yeah, yeah, there you it's go. It's a disaster. That's yeah, not fun. I'm with you. <laughs> Both in taste and look. My wife won't even like hit light mayo at certain places just because she knows it won't be light mayo. She's like, I'd rather not have mayo than too much mayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. That's the, yeah, that's a good point.